keep having issues knowing what time of year it is, what day it is. Good to be in phase two here, though, huh? See, went out to eat food last night. Weird. And one of the things catching me up on what time of the year it actually is, is strawberries. Thank goodness for nature and farming. This is the Farming Show on KGMI News Talk 790. I'm Dylan Honkoop. Glad you're here with us this morning. It's strawberry season. It's one of these things that COVID has not been able to stop, thank goodness. Uh, even though it, it sure has tried. Um, and like I said, we're all our normal markers for, you know, graduation season, school getting done, all these kinds of things normally happening this time of year. Nope. But strawberries are still on and some of the best strawberries around from what I've been hearing from folks are out at Boxberry Farm in Ferndale. Well, between Ferndale and Linden, Mike Box is with us on the program this morning. Obviously, they do a lot more than just strawberries out there, but we've got to start with strawberries. They're my favorite fruit. Yes, I grew up on a raspberry farm, but strawberries are my favorite. Mike, how are the strawberries looking so far this year? Everybody wants to know. <laughs> well, first of all, good morning, Dylan, and thanks for uh, thanks for the phone call. You bet. Um, glad to hear you're a strawberry fan. I think I am, too. It's my favorite, favorite fruit also. Can't beat them. And, no. and and that is with the caveat of we're talking fresh Pacific Northwest strawberries. Yes. I, yeah, will, yeah. I will reserve my comments because I don't want to say anything negative about other people and other farmers, but the strawberries from elsewhere just don't hold a candle to what we have here. That is right. Northwest berries are, are the best tasting berries strawberries around um the the downside to that is i think they just don't have much of a shelf life you know yeah. i would i keep telling people they probably got a five or six hour shelf life <laughs> fresh um and there's i don't think there's another single thing in the grocery store that is that perishable no. I, I would i would challenge you to find something so yeah. um it makes uh, it makes our job a little tougher but uh the, the flavor is worth it i think so you guys have fruit this weekend but it's going fast from what i hear well probably not no it's coming oh. in super slow from the field it's been cool right. i have some of the yellowest corn in the entire world right now just because the nights are cold and it's there there's not much heat i'm standing out in the middle of the field right now and it finally feels good i don't have to feel like i have to have to have a jacket on <laughs> But, um, well, but but by going fast, I mean selling off the shelf fast, out of the stands fast. Yeah, but only because our volumes are really slow. We're just yeah. in our third day of picking, and we hit a few hot spots, Dylan. You know that kind of the fields aren't perfectly uniform, and so uh, we we dribble a little bit in and kind of get the excitement started, I guess, if you want to say, and then <laughs> off we go with with bigger volumes. Yeah. But we're just not seeing that that huge transition into a lot of volume yet. So I would caution people, sadly, to give us a call before you drive out from yeah. town just to make sure we have something on the shelf. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. They're going quick. So if people want to get yeah. those. And, and the thing is, you're getting typical Whatcom County strawberry season. You're just probably going to get a lot of stuff ripening in the coming week. And then we've, we're supposed to have rain off and on, and you guys are just going to be playing that rain battle, aren't you? 
It sounds that way. Hopefully it'll change. I think tomorrow has already changed. It may be a sunny day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we'll but, cross our fingers. But there, yeah, there are always, there's always that threat of rain. Um, I guess we'll just play through with whatever hand we're dealt. We'll see. So, yeah, what, what do you do when it rains? I mean, you just wait until the showers stop and then go. It, it causes soft fruit and rotten fruit and all this stuff that yeah, makes a it, challenge. It, it takes that six-hour shelf life and takes it back down to about two or three, it seems <laughs> like. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, for our fresh needs, commercially, I'm sure you could still pick a little bit in the rain and it wouldn't hurt you too bad. Um, they're going to go get processed, but for a fresh product that has to look good on the shelf, we kind of slow down or stop in the rain and then wait for it to clear. And usually it's, it, usually it does. We have a, a pretty good record of getting it done when we can. So, and, uh, you know, we're a small farm. We're going to be picking about 10 acres, nine, 10 acres of strawberries this year, which is a lot for us. But, um, yeah, well, we should have a lot of volume when they finally kick in is all I can say. Mike Box with Boxberry Farm on the farming show with us this morning. I'm Dylan Honkoop here on KGMI. Yeah, 10 acres. It's not like the fresh strawberry market used to be around here back in the golden days. Yeah, when you and I were young, exactly. Yeah. There were lots of buyers, and then we picked them and held them to the cannery, and that was the end of it. And yeah, nowadays, uh, you know, what are there? There's three large strawberry growers in our county, the, you know, Mayberries and and uh, John Clark, and that's yep. about it. Yeah, yep. and even few. what they produce is just a fraction of what they used to do. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah what, do each just, of them have like 50, 60 acres of strawberries, and that's it? Is that it? I don't even I, know for sure, Dylan. Yes. I recall, I, I asked John Clark about it earlier this year, and, and he said, I think he said 60 acres or something like that, and I believe that's about what the, the Mayberries do too. And, and they've told me, I, I don't know how much there is to this, but even it's not something that they do as a, a moneymaker for them to pick and process frozen strawberries, but it helps them get crews in and get kind of things ready to go for the bigger raspberry and blueberry harvest. Yep, exactly that. Yep, yep, yep. It's still a it's still a hand picked uh, crop that there's no way to mechanical mechanically yeah. pick that, and um, I think that's the the struggle. Yeah. yeah, all those years of great fresh strawberries locally, and that much more abundance even than we have now was probably you know just a byproduct really of of that processed market that they had at the time, and now it's just a, a hand picked fresh market pretty much primarily that that people are are cashing in on and getting fruit from folks like yourself and barbies and clark's does some fresh still and i know there are right. a few other players out there but that, and that makes it a lot harder to justify a big operation with all the equipment and everything it takes to have huge fields of beautiful strawberry <laughs> yeah that that is right that's right i i know um all I can do is judge ours this year, and for some reason, our, our crops look fantastic. We do accept, uh, you know, expect an exceptional yield when they finally get going. They look great. Um, you could hardly find a bad spot in them, so we're we're thankful of that because we haven't always had <laughs> haven't always been able to say that. We've had some crummy ones in the past. So what 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 uh, varieties do you guys have? Well, we took the shotgun approach. Uh, we have some early stuff. Uh, 
Sweet Sunrise. Still have a few Puget Reliance. Mm. We've tried, uh, got a few Mary's Peak in there. Mm. We, we've got one, a uh, few rows of Charm, which is no longer available, and uh, Puget Crimson at the end of the later, later season. Mm-hmm. And there's one more in there that I can't quite remember right now, but we have about five varieties to try and spread that season out. Yeah, and keep up with the the changing uh, landscape with varieties too. You don't hear as much about some of the old varieties the, from back in the day anymore. The hoods and the shucksons and there's still like people still people coming in looking for shuckson. Yeah, that was a great one. We can never forget that one. It was good for a long time. <laughs> what happened to it? I don't know. It just became a struggle to to grow and to keep it healthy. I don't know. They all seem to have a, to me, it seemed to have like a 15 year, 20 year lifespan. And then they just go away and something else comes along. So yeah, you, that's what I, a lot of different reasons for why that yeah. develops that way. And, and people don't understand that struggle when you have a, a variety that has great vigor and does a lot of good things. And then eventually something either better comes along or that variety just doesn't have what it used to have. Maybe, maybe we need to bring a genetic geneticists on, on the program here to explain why that changes. Yeah. And then there's that issue too, that the, um, the geneticists are not, really focused on northwest berries because yeah. like you say what is there 200 acres maybe in whatcom county and yeah. that doesn't justify a lot of research costs to go find something new um so yeah we're kind of we're kind of getting left in the dust back here okay you mentioned something about your corn again we're talking with mike box with Fox oh. berry farm and you guys of course are famous for the berries but also the veggies and all the other stuff that you grow out there for fresh market primarily which is where you guys have transitioned over the last couple of decades to really focus on that local fresh market what's the deal with your corn why is it looking so good i don't know it looks terrible it's just yellow as can be it's um i don't know what it just is a super slow growing corn season it appears to be so far um some of the other things were slow coming up cucumbers were awful slow getting out of the ground i i I've had them pop out of the ground in four days before, and they were in the ground for two weeks, and we're out there digging and scratching to see are they coming or not. And Finally, a few of them poke through, but um, I just think it's been kind of cold and, and wet from time to time, and yeah. we just need it to turn around and get warm. Is that a soil temperature thing primarily, or is it the air temperature? Obviously, the two affect each other. I would have, yeah, I don't know. Don't tell you the truth. All I know is it just looks awful, and I just I don't even like to drive by it anymore. And look at it. <laughs> <laughs> and we're still planting some too. I mean, I've got I will plant probably two more blocks just going into June here a little bit, and that'll be the end of our corn planting. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a lot of it. What I'm talking about is that earlier stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and like we've talked about here on the show before, that's kind of the game to the fresh market is is planting stuff um, with the right characteristics and right time that it will mature to have fresh produce for people to buy over a, a, the longest time possible. So obviously you can only plant corn so early here and you can only get corn that matures in a certain amount of time so that kind of puts an early limit to when you can first have corn available to the consumer 
and there are limits similarly on the other end, and then you just kind of want stuff in between, right? So you have corn for as long as possible, fresh in the in the fall and a summer fall time. Right, right, and and so we will plant corn for two months once a week. Really? So I will, I will do eight plantings, and I will put in uh, usually two varieties on each one of those plant plantings. Yeah. So essentially, I've got sixteen different. Um, segments of corn that'll come off at different times. So what all do you have out there? You have strawberries, raspberries, blueberries, what, do you have marions or blackberries or? We have a few rows of blackberries, but strawberry, raspberry, and blueberries are probably what pay the bills. And yeah. and we have other things um, still grow. You know, we'll have, uh, we'll have five acres of flowers this year mm. that my mother still uh, makes flower bouquets and sends them down south and sells them locally to Hagen's. Yeah. Um, and we'll get a little variety of some vegetables for our store. But, you know, this year with, with the coronavirus rules and social distancing rules, our store is fairly small. And so we're trying to figure out how to display yeah. uh, as much as we can. But we're going to have to probably eliminate a few things just for mm. lack of space to keep social distance and have some counter space in there. So, um We'll we'll see where that takes us. We're yeah. we're trying to hammer out all the details uh, for some U pick. Our U pick for strawberries is not open yet. It's probably still at least a week away, um, and we're just trying to figure out how we're going to do that. We're going to open it, and I think we can do it well with with social distancing. But yeah. um, there's just a lot of new stuff coming at us daily. And, things changing daily to know what direction yeah. to go. Just, you know, you can't be too clean. You can't have enough hand wash stations and yep. uh, keep people apart. So we're, we're hammering that one out. Yeah. There are a lot of concerns and there are a lot of potentials for, you know, issues and, and um, rules and the rules are evolving and changing at the same time. If you step back and look at the big picture, you know, someone going out and hand picking fruit, doing a you pick thing should be something that's pretty doable and, and should be one of the things, you know, because, because people can stay away from each other and be careful and be in the outdoors. And we're hearing that's a, you know, a good way for people to be active and at the same time, get good local food. So, as I, I don't know, as long as we can work through it, it should be doable in theory, right? It's just whether the powers that be make, make it workable. Right. Right. Well, we're, we've, we've spent lots of hours sitting down making plans and, and, you know, talking with consultants on how to do this. And so we, we think we have a decent plan and we're going to implement it just as soon as the berries are ready to go. And you guys have, I don't know if we listed, and we were going listing the berries and we talked about the corn. What all veggies do you have? Do you have that off the top of your head? Oh, the, the big items are probably some corn and cucumbers. We'll do a few little potato, fresh potatoes and yep. onions and some garlic and a little variety. But uh, those are those are the main ones. And I think... We've, Go ahead. We're getting Roger and I are getting older, and we're sitting here looking at the list of things. And boy, should we can we cut anything down and do less? And we don't yeah. know how to do that. We we like the variety in our store, but at the same time, we're kind of running out of gas to get all the jobs done. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. What is the future of the farm? What what happens with Boxberry Farm? <laughs> well, we could 
paint the sign to Dylan's Berry Farm if it, if you're interested. Come on out this afternoon. We'll make a deal. Well, don't don't talk to me too hard because I might do something <laughs> foolish and come out there. That's I, I'm a, I'm a sucker. I, I I sadly I know how much work it, it is and and I still think about stuff like that. But. I know it. We would love to we would love to see it continue doing something similar to this and. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, we still are listed for sale. We haven't been uh, horribly beat up with with lookers and yeah, um, and probably rightfully so in this environment with coronavirus and all this stuff. So we're still here. We're still chugging away. Um, well, and, and I, I wouldn't feel good with you guys, you know, selling for too low of a price because you guys have invested your lives in that farm <laughs> and people know Boxberry Farm. It means something to this community. And so, you know, you guys should be compensated for that. But at the same time, this is, I mean, what you guys are facing just shows the challenge of any family farm there continuing on and growing local food right it's not easy no it's not easy it's not easy at the end of the year um you know there's just uh there's a lot of bills and (laughs) it's it's, we're not we're not getting rich i can tell you that i don't mean to be crying or anything we love what we do and i but i appreciate your your sentiment on on how uh, we are we do feel quite loved in the community and we 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 think that's fantastic and we can't thank our customers enough so uh that's that's uh yeah we we feel blessed. Well, Mike, uh, we certainly appreciate your support. You know, I work here now at Walking Family Farmers and Save Family Farming, and, and you have been so supportive of what we do and, and of the farming community in general and, and just great stuff out there. So I certainly encourage people to go out and get some strawberries and your fresh produce and berries all year long. And just appreciate you giving us the lowdown. I mean, there are a few people who have their ear to the ground and, and hands to the ground like you do uh, with all these different fresh local crops. So we really appreciate it. Thank you for the call, Dylan. Thank you very much.